And we've been talking, last, last time I was in this series, I talked about the seven faces of fear. And I want to go back to talk about fear this morning. A lot of us can be doing better things with our lives, but we're afraid. Um, fear has somehow paralyzed us. And last week we looked at, for Mother's Day, we looked at Timothy and how his foundation was laid. And I want to go back to 2 Timothy chapter 2, chapter 1. I want to continue with the narrative here. 2 Timothy chapter 1, I believe. Is that right? 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I want to deal with verse 6 and 7 today. Now, I'm going to probably read it a little different than the screen. Just I'm going to read it from memory. Um, verse 6 says, For this reason I remind you to, to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. I'll say it one more time. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I want to talk about this morning, go for it, part four, but I want to talk about overcoming fear for good. Amen. Tell, tell your neighbor for good. Overcoming fear for good. I read a statement this week that says, if your child doesn't succeed at a new task right away, he, may, he or she may become reluctant to try again because of the fear of failing. Do you remember your first day at school? Leaving the only people that you knew since the day you were born. You walked down the hallways, everything was new, it was big, teachers, uh, new kids, a new world was introduced to you. It may have been the scariest day of your life. Anybody remember that first day? I'm talking about leaving kindergarten and, you know, you, you were accustomed to being home with your parents and, you know, walking down this hallway, you're scared to walk in because fear has somehow, the fear of the unknown has somehow gripped you. Parents, do you remember releasing your child to these strangers? <laughs> they told you at enrollment, amen, that it's going to be okay. Uh, they told you that they got your kids. We got them. They're in good hands. Amen. And somehow you were convinced. Somehow you were comforted. Somehow you drove off and then you circled back around the school. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. Just to peek over in the line to see if, amen, <laughs> they were either leaving the school, <laughs> amen, or if they were all right. I believe it's the same thing with releasing fear. 
you have to be able to let go and believe that you're in good hands and believe that God, amen, will do what he says he's going to do. Many of us know it's inevitable that we have to let go of the fear. You've already identified that it's fear. But for some reason, you and I, we struggle with releasing the fear that has paralyzed us. Many of us struggle with the inner battle every day. And what's crazy is that fear is much more complex as there are different varieties of fear. I said that a couple weeks back, right? So there is the fear of the unknown, fear of commitment. Fear of putting yourself out there. Fear of failing. A lot of us struggle with that one right there. None of us want to fail, but it's crazy how how fear sometimes keep us from even trying. Do I have anybody? Listen, here's another fear. The fear of actually succeeding. Like, if I succeed... You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's, it can be overwhelming as you think about it. Not being perfect immediately can be a fear also. Not living up to the standard that everybody wants you to live up to can be a fear. But you got to realize that anything worth having in life requires risk. And you'll never know if you don't try. Dreams. If you're not scared of your dreams, then you're not dreaming big enough. If what you're trying to accomplish in life, you can do it with a snap of a finger, a blink of an eye, then that's, that, that's something you can do. But I'm talking about taking on something that's bigger than you. When we say go for it, we're saying to tap into the potential in your life. Amen. Can I ask you a question this morning? What has stopped you? Why haven't you accomplished what you said you were setting out to accomplish yet? Fear can cause you to hesitate, hold back, and and watch this, and then hang around people, watch this, who are doing what maybe you know that you can do, but you're somehow living through. And you're standing there saying, I could do that. But you have it all in you to do it. You can accomplish whatever you want to accomplish, but for some reason, fear has locked you down. And I'm talking to somebody here today that you really want to, does anybody here this morning want to overcome fear? Do I have anybody here this morning who, who, who can say, you know what, maybe pastor, I found out just a few seconds ago, it's fear. Amen. I I know what I got to do, but it just seems like I can't release it. I know what you're saying, but it's the scariest thing to do because I don't know what's on the other side. But you may not know who's on the other side, but can I tell you something? What's on the other side? But can I tell you something? I know who's on the other side. The Bible says that even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil. Why? For the Lord is with you. 
Amen. And, and you know, the imagery changes in this 23rd Psalm because the right, the writer says, after you go through the valley, then you're sitting at the table. He says, he prepares a table before me in the, pr-. see, maybe that's what you're afraid of. Maybe you're afraid of that dinner that you have to have. Hello, somebody. But can I tell you something? God is not putting you in the presence of your enemy to destroy you. He's putting you in the presence of your enemy so that he can get the glory. He's not putting you in the presence of your haters so that you can hate on them or they can hate on you, but they can see how good you're doing since you've been walking with Jesus. Do I have anybody? And Paul now is writing to young Timothy. And what he's saying to young Timothy, he says, Timothy, he says, listen, I looked at your pedigree. Amen. I looked at your past. I look at your present, but I want you to remind the devil of his future. Come on, somebody. Y'all missed that. Amen. Paul told Timothy, listen, Timothy, in, 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 in verse six, he says, Hey, your grandmama and your mama put some good stuff in you. Don't ever think that you would just come into church. That's why I love having kids in church. You understand what I'm saying? Because no matter what you may not see now, something is being built in them so that later on, they're going to keep going on. Amen. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he must go. And when he's what? Old, he shall not what? Depart from it. Watch this now. Paul tells Timothy, Timothy, I'm about to die. I'm about to go on and I need you to keep going. Here's the thing. I want to say to somebody here this morning, it's important that you keep going. It's important that you don't give up. It's important that you stay the course because what God began in you, he will finish it. You with me? And let me say this to you. A setback is just a set up for a comeback. Are you with me? That's all it is. That's all it is. Paul, I'm going to say it one more time. Paul looks at his, at his pedigree. He looks at his past. But watch this. He wanted him to remind him and remind the devil that he's got a future. But sometimes you got to remind the devil of his future. Are you with me? That, that one day he'll be cast into the bottomless pit. That God is still in control. Yeah, you may be reigning now. But God is still in control. Do I have anybody? Amen. Paul says, remember that sincere faith that you have. See, it was Timothy's faith that was able to help him to overcome the fear of suffering. Like Timothy, we have to learn to draw on our faith. Amen. That was built in us so that we can overcome the fear that may be stopping us from going forward. Let me tell you this, just in case you want to know. Fear began at, the, began at the garden. The moment Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? Number one, they covered themselves. Why did they cover themselves? Because now they saw themselves. Amen. Right? Watch this. But then they hid from the presence of God. Listen, you're not coming to church, not because you don't want to come to church. <coughs> <clears throat> the mic on. Amen. Because you hide. You say, Pastor, what, what you mean? You know what you're doing. You, you hide. Amen. And fear will cause you to hide from God. Now, I ain't going to go till I get it together. Come on, somebody. 
You see, you see, you see, here's the thing. The, the thing about it is this, that fear will try to trick you into believing, amen, that where you are is okay. You don't need to try no more. You, you, come on somebody. I've been there, done that. I done tried before, I done failed, I done tried before and I failed, I tried before and I failed. But I want to tell you something, every time you try, you get better. Come on, Timothy. Timothy is pastoring a church with a bunch of older people in there and they were intimidating him. But Paul said to him, listen, man, you got something in you that can catapult you to the next level. Do I have somebody? And it wasn't positive thinking. It was his faith that was transferred to him by his grandmama and his, and his mama. His grandmama name was, uh, was, was better. Amen. Amen. And his mama name was, was, was excellent. And his name means, amen. In the, in the Greek, his name means God honoring or God fearing. And what I realize is that you may not see what you're going to be just yet, but if you keep going, tell your neighbor, go for it. You just got to go for it. And I understand that you have limitations and liabilities and, and you're believing the lies of the enemy. But, oh my gosh, somebody, somebody here, you, you've been feeding on lies. You're not good enough. You're not tall enough. Come on, somebody. Amen. You're not smart enough. You didn't, you got your GED. That's all right. I got a good enough degree, but guess what? I'm doing it. Come on, somebody. See, I'm not built like you, but guess what? Amen. God, when he began something in you, amen, he'll finish it. And I'm talking to somebody here today, you've allowed fear to stop you. Come on, say amen, y'all. Y'all walking with me? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got a few things I want to show you. Look at verse 6 for a minute. So, so after verse, verse five, he says, listen, man, there's something in you that was in your mama and your grandmama, and now it's in you. And I want to tell somebody here, you got to hold on to your faith. Can I help you with something? It's your faith that's going to help you. What is faith? Oh yeah. The evidence of things hoped for and not seen. No, faith is Faith is believing in God. <laughs> believe it. Listen, whoever promised it, that's who you're believing in. Faith is not just you saying, oh, I'm going after this thing. No, faith is you having a belief in God that he says what he says and what he says, he'll bring it to pass. A lot of us are struggling with our belief in God. It's not so much you don't know God, you just don't believe him. Amen. Watch this. You say, well, I, it's got to make sense. You know what I mean? It, it's just, listen, if faith has to make sense, that ain't faith. <laughs> you found saying? Faith is saying, man, I don't know. I failed to mention, I, I told y'all we're signing this contract tomorrow. And, and I don't know what the number's going to be just yet. <laughs> since the last time I had some add-ons in there. You understand? <laughs> but, but I'm believing by faith that when I get over there tomorrow... In the God, not in the person, but in the God that I serve, that everything is going to be all right. Somebody here, it's time for you to pull the trigger. You, you've been saying, I will, I will, I will, I will, later, 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 later. But it's time for you to step out and go for it. 
You say, Pastor, but you don't understand my circumstance. Your circumstance is the reason why God wants you to move. <laughs> Amen. God wants you and I to walk by faith, but to draw on the faith that's already in us. He says, Timothy, verse 6, he says, Timothy, look what he says. He says, now hold on, Timothy, let me, let me, let me share something with you, man. He says, uh, for this reason, now this is the part that really gets me right here. He, for this reason, uh, I remind you to kindle. Now that word kindle means to stir up. See, the longer you live in fear, watch this, the less you will rely on what God has given you. Oh, as a matter of fact, you won't use what God has already put in you. See, now it's not used, if you don't use it, you lose, you're never going to lose it. It's just, it's there. And every now and then it pokes its head up and say, come on, man, you can do this. Every now and then you feel like I can get, get this thing done, but you won't go because you know, you're not stirring that thing up. Now, now watch this now. The word there for stir has the idea up to revive. But here's what it also means. It means to set on fire. It also means, watch this, that there is something there, but you got to poke at it. You got to, you got to turn it over. You got to, you follow what I'm saying? You're saying, man, I want to do this thing. There's something that's holding me back. And what you're not realizing, what we're not realizing is that, is that the gifts that God has given you Watch this. It's not just to be used, watch this, for, for, for the world's glory, but for his glory. And, and watch this. Watch what he said. He says, hey, hey, Timothy. Now, why did he tell him to stir it up? Because it needed stirring. <laughs> because when he looked at Timothy, he said, Timothy, Timothy's timid, boy. I, I got to pray for Timothy. Timothy's struggling right now. He, come on, somebody, you're struggling right now. You're struggling with your faith. You're struggling to trust. You're struggling to believe. You're, str you're having a hard time right now. Things are getting tough for you right now. And you're wondering how. But I want to tell you something. God has put something in you. I'm going to say it one more time. He has put something in you that he wants to take out of you and use it for his glory. Now watch the text. The text says that for this reason I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God. Now you say, I don't know what that is. What gift are you talking about? The moment you're saved, God gives you a gift or gifts. And so if you're going to overcome fear for good, first thing you got to do, first thing you got to do is you got to rely on the Holy Spirit and keep your zeal for God. I'm going to say it one more time. You got to stir up what's there. Fear can cause you to neglect your spiritual life. Y'all ain't trying to hear me, man. Listen, listen, listen. Why did God give you gifts? I'm not talking about your talent. I'm talking about your gift. Amen. He didn't give you a, he didn't just give you a talent. He gave you a spiritual gift. And what Paul is telling Timothy, man, you're scared, but you got to rely on the gift. Listen, do you not know that Satan doesn't want you to use your spiritual gift? 
Do you not know? You need to tell your neighbor, I need to, re- I need revival in me right now. I need a revival in me right now. I need to start stirring up. Some of us don't even know what it is. Some of us don't even know that there's something precious inside of you. Yeah, you can sing. That's your talent. But you have the gift of exhortation, but you're sitting in the pew. I wish I had somebody. And and, and let me say this. Let me say, listen, listen, listen. If you're not using the gift, it can cause you to lose your zeal for God. Some of us are sitting on the sidelines. Listen, you coming to church, and that's all you do. Lord have mercy. I'm going to have to preach hard today. Tell your neighbor, I got to reactivate what God has given me. I got to reactivate this thing. Listen, 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 listen. The world has a lot to offer you. But the reason I'm walking in fear is because I'm not relying on the Holy Spirit. Watch this. And let me tell you about the Holy Spirit. He's God. Where is the Holy Spirit? He lives in us. What does he give us? He gives us wisdom. He gives us knowledge. He watches, He assists us in our prayer. And see, it's the filling that keeps you going. Are you with me? Timothy was fearful of people. He was fear. He had the fear of people. He had the fear of death. He had the fear of pastoring. He even had the fear of suffering. <laughs> Amen. Can I tell you something? Satan is after our relationship with God. Why? Because the gift that God placed in you becomes the target because if he can render you ineffective for God, he'll keep you chasing waterfalls. TLC, come on y'all, 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 y'all caught that late. (laughs) Don't, don't catch that too late right there. You you follow where I'm going with this? And what I'm trying to say to somebody here is you've been so much focused on cultivating your career that you miss your calling. Do I have somebody? And you and I will never truly be satisfied until we have balance in our lives. You can still have a calling and serve in the world. You know what I said? You can still have a calling and work in the world and serve in the world and let your light shine. But somebody here, I want to tell you something. You got stage fright, but if you know your gift, then you can come with some boldness and say, God, here I am. Use me for your glory. We allow the steers of people and we allow the voices of people to stop us. But I want to tell somebody here there's something. You've been looking at the wrong thing. You've taken another class and you've taken another training and you're doing another certification. But when was the last time you certified in your spiritual gift? When was the last time you cultivated what God had died on Calvary's cross to put inside of you? I'm talking about the gift of exhortation, the gift of hospitality, the gift of faith, the gift of mercy. Come on, I'm not talking about the fruit, I'm talking about the gift. And if Paul said, Timothy, you got to stir up that gift of teaching inside of you, boy. If you're going to win this battle, you got to know that, listen, when you stand to teach, it's not you. It's the gift that God has given you. Do I have, do I have a witness? Watch this. Moses struggled with the same thing. Joshua struggled with the same thing. Joseph struggled with the same thing. But they had to revive their spiritual life and keep their zeal for God. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You've been searching in all the wrong places, but you didn't try. You haven't tried the church. 
God gave you a gift. You know, one of the, one of the most talented organization or organisms in the world is the church. Because here's what God did. He picked us up out of the pit of life. And then he placed his precious Holy Spirit inside of us. The reason I can read the word of God is because I have the spirit of God. And the reason I can praise God is because I have the spirit of God. Now listen, there are some people, they'll hear the word about the gift and the Holy Spirit. And they'll say, yeah, I want to do it. But two weeks later, you're done. See, here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing. You got to stir up your concern. You got to stir up that gift. You got to, you got to dig deep and understand that whenever you are, whatever you're doing for God right now, and if you are doing it, listen, let me help you with something. God will give you everything you need to complete the task. But the reason I operate in fear is because I'm not relying on the Holy Spirit and watch this. My zeal for God is gone. I'm not saying the zeal for church. I'm talking about your zeal for God. How many God chasers we got in the house? Oh, y'all ain't trying to hear me. And I'm talking about you chasing after him. Listen, listen, I want to know, God, what is this gift that you put inside of me that I can use for your glory? Because every now and then, God, I look at where I am right now. I'm not satisfied. I'm broken. I'm dissatisfied. I got money, but I'm still I'm still broke. I'm still dissatisfied. I have no joy. Everything is going good. But can I tell you something? If you're not using the gift, Paul tell, told Timothy, Timothy, don't rely on your knowledge, Timothy. Rely on the gift. Because what you've done is you've left the gift dormant. See? God can take your gift. Listen, Steph Curry, right? He's a, he's a believer. Whether you believe it or not, he's a believer. He's a real believer. He ain't no one of those fake believers. You see what I'm saying? He's a real believer. So he stands for what's right. He watch this. But God has given him a super talent. Listen, he he's got a you heard what I said? I said he got a super talent. I'm not just saying you can use your gift in church. I'm talking about that spiritual gift that God has given you, right? You he, you start cultivating that gift, and what God will start doing, he'll start preparing a platform for you so that you can stand there and you can give him glory and praise. Watch this, because you realize that I'm not afraid of the devil. I'm not afraid of anything because the gift that God has given me is for his glory. Do I have a witness? Look what he said. He says, Timothy, I want you to stir up that gift, man. And look what he said. You, you, you know, you know, let, let, let me say this. Let me say, you, you got to go, you, you got to go for it. And, and, and listen to this. Listen to this. He says, he says, which is in you. See, sometimes we don't recognize what's in us, but somebody else does. And, and you know, you, you've always heard people say, boy, you can do it. Uh, you know, you, you, you got a lot of potential. I, I don't use those words lightly. When, when I see something in someone, Paul, watch this, validated and imparted the gift into Timothy. Paul knew what was in Timothy. Amen. But watch this. But because of fear, 
Timothy, amen, was hesitating in using what God had given him. Watch the text. It says, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So, so the next thing is, not only must you rely on the Holy Spirit, but you got to recognize. Can, can I ask you something? Beside money. Lord have mercy. This is deeper than what we know, y'all. Paul says, deeper than money. Do you recognize what you've received from God? Listen to this. He received the sincere faith from his mama and grandmama. He received from Paul, who became the instrument that God used to give him the gift. Jesus died on the cross to give us gifts. I wish I had somebody. He descended to the lower parts of the earth. He ascended to heaven to bring gifts to men. So now, what am I afraid of? (laughs) Amen. I shouldn't be afraid and living in fear if I'm not using my gift that God has given me, then yes, I should be afraid. But oftentimes, I believe that we're looking at ourselves and we're not looking at the God that gave us the gift. And I'm talking to somebody here this morning. You've been holding back from God. You have a very unique talent. But God has given you the spiritual gift to use it. And as I was saying to my, my, my counselees yesterday, my, counselor, my counselors in my counselor recertification class, I was saying to them that if you're not using it, hallelujah, for his glory then there's a possibility that you won't enjoy life. Do I have anybody here this morning who's dissatisfied with the way things are going in your life? I want to help you with something. I want to help you that maybe possibly the gift that God has put in you, he wants you to use it. And if you keep sitting on it, you're you're not going to find your true purpose in the kingdom of God. I believe that God is not just calling you to be a pew member, but he's calling you to commitment. Life may not be working out for you right now, uh, but you got to stir up that gift that God has given you so that you can overcome fear. I realize that it's the gift of faith that helps me to overcome the fear that I feel when I don't feel like going forward. Can I help somebody with something? Your spiritual gift needs to be developed. And here's the thing, in the kingdom, the more you serve, the stronger you become. The more you serve, the more you're going to be an overcomer. Listen, I, I, I want to I say this to somebody here today that God wants you to stop for a minute and realize that the gift came with a price. It may not have cost you anything, but it cost him his life. And when he died on Calvary's cross, the Bible says in Ephesians 4 that he led a host of captives. And he, let, he set the captives free. And he gave gifts 
to men. You say, Pastor, why, how does this have to do with fear? What I'm trying to get you to understand is that your fear is not coming from God. Your fear is coming from your lack of understanding of your spiritual life. I got to go on. I got to go on. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You got to, you, 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 we, we have to, we have to recognize what we receive from God. But, but, but watch this. Watch verse seven. He says, for God, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, he started off by telling him to stir up the gift. Right? Understand that he received it from God. Understand that he does have it. You know what I found out? Let me tell you what happened. Six years into starting this school seminary, I, 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 I yoked up with some jokers. Call them jokers. And then I got discouraged. And I quit. I said, I ain't teaching no preacher, pastor, no, I ain't teaching nobody. I'm done with this. And one year I shut down the school. It was the most miserable time of my life. Because, see, I wasn't using what God had put in me for his glory. I, I was being selfish. I was in my feelings because, because I had gotten hurt and I had, come on, somebody. And somebody here, you've been hurt. Come on, somebody. You, listen, why, why do you stand at a distance from the church? Why, why, do you not, why do you not give it all you got? Come on, somebody. Because somebody hurts you. Amen. Or you've been disappointed or whatever the case may be, but I want to help you with something. Amen. Until you get back to him, you're going to always be dissatisfied. You got money and you're still broke. You got a beautiful house, but you still live in a shack. Right here. In the mine. And let me tell you what the world tries to tell you. The world keeps you in fear. That's why when the tornado come, they put it on the news, right? <laughs> and the grocery store is profiting and then nothen happens. Yeah, that never happened to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? They say hurricane coming. It's it's, it's coming, y'all. It's a category category ninety two or something like that. You follow what I'm saying? And then you listen. You the, you listen. You you clock out of work first one at the store. You done bought up all this water, all this bread. Come on, somebody. You done got all the per, unperishable things. You got all the canned goods and stuff, and nothing happened. That's how it is when you're not using your gift. You got all this stuff piled up in your life. You got all this stuff that keeps you from to be safe, but yet you're not safe. And until you stir it up, I'm talking about your gift. Until you say, Pastor, where do you want me? Come on, somebody. Pastor, I'm here to give God what he's put in me anyways. You will never really find your purpose. And you and I will always live in fear. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. You know what that word fear has to do with be, being, being a coward. 
cowardness. Now, I ain't no coward. Yes, you are. Because you're scared. Amen. What are you scared of? I always ask people, what are you scared of? Why won't you commit? Oh, Lord. Why won't you serve? What are you afraid of? Can I ask you something? If you were to give God everything you have for 90 days, and I'm talking about no distraction, I'm talking about all the way, do you think your life will be made different? Do, do you think you can overcome? Come on, somebody. Do you think you can overcome? Do you think that it will get, do you think that you're going to miss something because for some reason you have, you know, committed? I don't think you're going to miss anything. I, I believe that you will live such a wonderful life, not absent from problems, but you'll have the wisdom to overcome the problems. Do I have anybody? And not only must you, uh, hold on, don't change it yet. Why, why you put it up there? I don't, you have to recognize, go over back, girl. All right, recognize the source of your fear. Wait till I tell you, all right? Recognize what the what? The source of your fear. Where is it coming from? Because can I tell you something? Notice, he says, God did not give you a spirit of fear. So it tells me that fear is something that's what? Spiritual. Come on, somebody. Remember, fear didn't come from God. Why did Paul tell Timothy, amen? Why did he even bring up fear to Timothy? See, he reminds him that fear, that the fear that he feels is not from God, but from the devil. And whenever you're afraid, whenever you sense fear, that's Satan. Recognize the source. Come on, come on. Stop making excuses. Stop saying, you know what, I don't have enough money to do this. I don't, I don't have enough time to this. I, I live too far. Come on, somebody. Amen. The reason I won't start the business because I don't have everything in place. Man, just do it. Amen. Just do it. Just do it. Just go for it. Amen. Listen, listen, listen. God has nothing to do with fear. Absolutely nothing. But fear is a spirit. It's a spirit that you possessed. And, and, and what he's saying is that if you stir up the gift, the gift will give you, watch this, the grace, <laughs> amen. And then all of a sudden you'll find yourself, watch this, not focusing so much on the fear, mm -hmm, but you're focusing on what God has put in you and you realize that I have what it takes. I'm preaching to myself. Watch this, I have what it takes to overcome this obstacle. Do I have a witness? Look what he says here. He says, but God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power. Mm-hmm. And that, no, I ain't there yet. But of power. Now, let me tell you something about this word power. It has the idea, it's dudamus. And, and this word dudamus has the idea of, uh, I want to put it like this, taking 10,000 sticks of dynamite. 
and putting it in this room and enlightening it. That's Deuteronomy's power. Do I have a witness? And, and what Paul is saying is that God did not give you a spirit of fear. Somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something that didn't come from God. That fear spirit that you possess right now is not from him. He says, but God has given us a spirit, a spirit, not a spirit of fear, but of power. Watch this now. The word dunamis in the Greek means miraculous power. Lord have mercy. It also means ability. It also means strength. Lord have mercy. So in other words, when I'm afraid of going forward, God gives me the ability. He gives me the strength. Come on, somebody. He gives me, hallelujah, the power that I need. Watch this. Not by Paul's power. Not by my power. But by his power. Do I have anybody? And the only way to get rid yourself of fear is to fear God. And then watch God give you the ability Hallelujah. To start that business. The ability, come on somebody, to get that promotion. The strength to take the persecution that comes with elevation. Do I have anybody? And I'm talking to somebody here this morning. You haven't been drawing on your power, on his power. You've been drawing on your power. But what I really need right now to get rid of this fear in me is I need some miraculous power because I've been paralyzed too long. I've been waiting a long time. I've been putting things off for a long time. But God, I need this power today. I need the power to see that you can replace fear with the power of God. It is God who is at work in you. The spirit of God is in you. And tell your neighbor, that's a miracle. Because you do know that the Holy Spirit is power. He says when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive him with power. Do I have a witness here? And I want to tell somebody here this morning, I'm feeling good now, that I thank God that when I don't have the strength to keep going on, when the odds look like it's against me, when my faith gets weak, when stuff starts looking bad, when I don't understand what God is doing, for some reason, there's a power that rises up in me. There's an ability that rises up in me. And then I start seeing a miracle before my eyes. The miracle is God starts changing my enemies and making my friend. The miracle is that he starts shaking the foundation in my life. I thank God that I have Deuteronomy's power. He says, my God didn't give me fear. My God didn't make me weak. My God didn't make me timid. My God didn't make me a coward. But God gave me strength. He's given me ability. He's given me things I never thought I would do. And I thank God 
God this morning that I'm drawing on that power. The power of God is in me. And I thank God. The next point is you got to replace fear by the spiritual strength that God supplies. God wants to give you strength today. You got to open your heart and open your mind and say, God, give me the strength that I need. Boy, I get weak sometimes. Sometimes I just want to throw in the towel. Sometimes I just want to give up. But he gives me the ability to have faith. That's strength. To see what I couldn't see before. See, rather than doubting, you got to draw on the spiritual what? Draw on what? The spiritual strength. Replace fear with the spiritual strength that God supplies. Watch what he says. He says right here, listen to this. Listen to this. He says, he says, but he did not also give us a spirit of fear. He did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power. Why watch this? And love. Now, I couldn't put the two together. It, it messed me up. I'm like, why love? See, because let me tell you something. When you live in fear all your life, you become bitter. When you hesitate and when you disobey and when you don't cultivate the gift that God has put in you, you will become bitter. You will become dissatisfied. You will lose all ability to love people. And even love God. Because you're going to blame God for where you are. But I want to help somebody with something. He said, God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love. And listen, here's the thing. It's the spirit of love. Can I help you? What does love got to do with it? What does love got to do with it? Everything. Here's the deal. If you allow fear of people and life to change you, into a miserable, unstable, discouraged, disappointed person, then fear has won. The Bible says, love your enemy. Love the Lord. Love one another. Why? Because God is love. But write this down somewhere. 1 John 4.18 says this. There's no fear in love. And perfect love. Oh, I wish I had somebody here. I wish I had a few shouters in the house today. He says, there's no fear in love. So if you love me and I'm scared of you, that ain't love. I wish I had somebody. If you say, I provide for you and I'm scared of you because every time we talk, you want to throw up what you do for me. That's not love. That's convenience. That's control. You want to control me. But let me help somebody with something. Perfect love. Perfect love. Cast out what? All fear. Because fear involves punishment. Stop punishing yourself with fear and go for it. Stop punishing yourself and go for it. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. So I know how to love those who talk about me. Don't let fear change you into a person that you never intended to be. But love. 
conquers all. No matter what you let your heart be filled with. And if you let your heart be filled with love, God is going to help you to see what he sees. Because God is love. I realize that people tell me they love me, but they want me to be conditional with it. But I want to help somebody with something. That's not love. Perfect love. Listen. I saw something here, y'all. Watch this. You say, I can't love. You got the Holy Spirit. So you have the gift of love. And you were a recipient of love. Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And even when you were an enemy of the cross, he was loving you all the while. And even now, you say, I can't go, but you can. You got to keep love in your heart. Don't become a person who's hateful. Don't become a hater. Amen. Keep love in your heart and what? Go for it. And when you go for it with love, the outcome is going to be a miracle. Do I have somebody? Give me the next point. Hey, what's the next one? You got to replace fear with love. You got to replace fear with love. And then you know what I told my class yesterday? I didn't realize I didn't know how to love. Until I sat with a group of men and we were in men's study. And I was teaching them about how to love your wife. The Bible says love your wife like you love yourself. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. And gave himself up. See, I didn't know how to love because I was never loved. I never received love. So I did not know how to accept love until I met Jesus. Until he showed me, Derek, you mess up all the time, but I still love you. And then he related to me like this. He said, hey, man, let me show you something. He said, you got to love your wife whether she deserves it or not. See, I used to love with conditions. But God does not love us with no condition. He loved us even when we didn't love ourselves. But I realize that I'm putting fear out today. I'm going to stop hating those that try to pull me down. And I'm going to start loving them from a distance. You have heard guess what I'm saying? Amen. I'm not going to let what they did to me ruin me. But I can love you. And watch this, and feel good about you even when you come around me. Because when I come around you and I'm being all standoffish, that's fear. But see, I'm bold. I go up to him like Judas and I kiss him on the cheek. I wish I had somebody. You see, Jesus knew about Judas. And when he came to kiss him, he said, whatever you do, man, do it quickly. See, because Jesus, the reason why he can feed his enemy. Because why? Because he loved. He did not let fear. <laughs> you know what? Look, can, I share, can I share something? You know who fear keeps company with? Death. 
And so when you're afraid of people, afraid of the boss, afraid of losing your job, afraid of doing, taking the exam, afraid of this, afraid of that, guess what? Death comes right after. But love, perfect love, cast. You need to put fear out today. You need to put it out, put it out. Listen to this. And he said, not only did he give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and what? Discipline. But that word discipline means a sound mind. So my last point, I'm going to sit down. Replace the fear in your mind. Listen, stop letting fear play mind games with you. All right? Listen, listen. It goes back to the first point. Your spiritual gift, play, gift development plays an important part in going forward. Don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. As you grow spiritually, you develop gifts, the fruits of the Spirit, so you can live victoriously. Without fear, because you are what? You are confronted with the fact that God is at work in you. And when you replace fear in your mind, you can go for it. Sports teams... And movie studios and record labels are always looking for the next big star. Talent scouts are the people whose job it is to have their feet on the ground, ears to the horn, to locate rising stars in that given field. Talent agency employs the assistance of the scouts to seek out talent on their behalf. While talent scouts uh, go across many fields, many different fields, many different genres, uh, looking for different uh, people that specializes in different things, amen, it is the responsibility, amen, of the scout to find the talent. God has placed in all of us a talent and a spiritual gift. Fear wants to rob you because, oh, God has a talent scout. Amen. He knows exactly what's in you. Amen. He sees your potential. All you have to do is rid yourself of fear and doubt because what he sees in you, he placed in you so that you can go for it. God already knows you. You are a rising star. He's already picked you out because he knows what's in you. Stop allowing fear to stop you. Give God a hand clap of praise.